the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us as we get underway at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this third morning of the month of March in the year of our Lord, 2020. It is a Tuesday, but it's not just any Tuesday. It's wearing a cape, and that makes it Super Tuesday all around America as a host of states get set to vote for their choices in the Democratic primaries. I say that Democratic primaries because, of course, the incumbent president of the United States is unchallenged, even if a couple of knuckleheads like Joe Walsh thought they wanted to do that. This is all about uh, a bunch of delegates being available to Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. And I'm going to stop there. Sorry, Elizabeth Warren. Actually, sorry, not sorry. You are not a factor. Sorry, Mike Bloomberg, for the most part. But sorry, not sorry. You are also not going to be a factor. This has become a two-man race between Bernie and Biden. The new killer bees. Fourteen states are set to vote on this Super Tuesday, along with American Samoa. Uh, and Democrats who are abroad, uh, and this is going to be really, really interesting. I will tell you this time to um, offer a mea culpa. When you're wrong, you're wrong. About a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, and maybe, all right, probably for that period of time, probably starting two weeks ago and uh, continuing for about the last week and a half or so, I started discussing the obvious. And that is that uh, Joe Biden's campaign was sunk. It was sinking, if not already sunk. His terrible finishes in New Hampshire, his terrible uh, in uh, in uh, Iowa and in Nevada made it pretty clear this guy's campaign is done. That's what I really believed at the time, because at the time it really was. They, you know, there were quote unquote moderate voters being split out there between the likes of Biden and Buttigieg. 
Klobuchar. And that's pretty much it. It because and some might say Bloomberg. I guess I guess everybody compared to Bernie as a moderate, right? Because Bernie is a socialist, not just in practice, but in name, and that makes him a little bit more radical and a little less moderate than the others. So the moderate vote was being split quite a bit, and Bernie was steamrolling to victories. He was going to be challenged by Mike Bloomberg's money, essentially, and just his money. Because he's not an actual, uh, uh, you know, uh, established and successful candidate. He just has enough money to buy his way into uh, contention, which he did. You cannot turn on a radio, a television, your computer, a video game, or anything else. Hell, I opened up my microwave and I heard a Mike Bloomberg ad. That's how bad he has oversaturated the market with his ads. He has nothing to offer. In terms of ability or experiences that matter, mind you, I threw in the that matter for a reason, because he's out there telling you he has great experiences in helping New York through 9-11. <laughs> Mike Bloomberg was not mayor on 9-11, and when he did take over as mayor in 2002, he did everything he could to cut funding to police, firefighters, and first responders. He did nothing remotely related to helping the city of New York in the aftermath of 9-11. So he really, he just doesn't have much of anything. He is very, very much disliked by his own party. Uh, they have called him out for his host of uh, terrible things that he has said. Uh, he refuses to stand by his policies like stop, question, and frisk. So Bloomberg is pretty much out as well. But at any rate, for the last two weeks or so, I've been talking about the killer bees, and I said they were. Bernie, Bloomberg, and Buttigieg. And I talked about how Biden is just a non-factor. His campaign is essentially sunk. And at the time, I think I was right. But you cannot forecast, and I probably should have been able to, but wasn't, able to forecast how desperate the Democratic Party, writ large, the DNC, if you will, would be to stop Bernie Sanders. Now, I don't know what they, or maybe some of Bloomberg's money, offered Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar to drop out immediately. I don't know what they gave them to immediately drop out and say, I'm endorsing Joe Biden, but it had to have been substantial. It's not an accident. That literally, just a day or two after Buttigieg drops out and Klobuchar drops out, they're both announcing for Biden and former uh, candidate, horrible candidate, failed candidate, Robert Francis O'Rourke, who likes to go with a Hispanic-sounding uh, uh, name so that he can get a little street cred in, uh, in Texas. Uh, he goes by Beto. But Robert Francis O'Rourke, the Irishman who wishes he was Hispanic, also announced yesterday he is out for Biden, appeared actually with Biden in a campaign stop in Texas. So my point to this is desperation can really, really change the ball game, And it did. I should have seen it coming because we saw and we heard people like Chris Matthews on MSNBC, and yes, I know the story of his uh, shocking on-air resignation yesterday. I don't really care. I didn't watch him. I'll, I will forever know him as Tingles. But um, 
what Chris Matthews, when he compared, you know, Bernie's win in Nevada to being something like when the Nazis actually took France uh, because of the the portent of things to come, et cetera, et cetera. We knew that in the media and in the Democratic circles, they're terrified of Bernie winning the nomination. If he gets enough delegates and wins the nomination, he's going to have to run against Donald Trump and he will get destroyed because it will be a national referendum on freedom versus oppression. It would be a national referendum on capitalism, free markets, and opportunity against socialism, government control, property being surrendered, your money being surrendered, so that it can be dispersed uh, according to the federal government's idea of what is the greater good. And there's no way Bernie Sanders was going to beat Donald Trump. This was the belief of the Democratic power brokers, if you will. And they're probably right. And that leads to, as I was saying, desperation. And so somehow, someway, they got Buttigieg, who is still kind of running a bit of a, you know, a moderate populist campaign in his party, you know, playing his, uh, his sexual orientation for all that it was worth, trying to show everybody, if you're woke, you're with me, you were with the first black president, now you got to be with the first gay president. Come on. And he was opening some eyes. He had Hugh Hewitt saying that the Democrats would be the smartest, or would be wise, rather, to uh, nominate Pete Buttigieg. So Buttigieg suddenly drops and says, I'm for Biden. Klobuchar, who used to have those little slap fights at the debate party, with, with Buttigieg, is out for, for Biden. Beto O'Rourke, Robert Francis O'Rourke, is out for Biden. The desperation of that party has led them to offering Lord only knows what to these individuals to get out and coalesce around Joe Biden in order to stop Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, speaking to reporters yesterday, was asked about all of the individuals in the party who were leaving the race and joining Joe Biden. And a reporter said to Bernie, Pete Buttigieg said he got out of the race to try to stop you. And Bernie Sanders said sarcastically, I'm shocked by that. Bernie knows it's true. It is not a secret. There is a massive effort to stop Bernie Sanders. And that's what all of these quote-unquote moderates who got out of the race to get out of Joe Biden's way are all trying to do is protect their party's brand against being taken over and actually running. You know, it's, it's one thing, by the way, to know that he's going to lose against Donald Trump. And I think, again, when there's a national referendum on liberty and freedom... And, and free markets, uh, and capitalism, and opportunity, etc., versus oppression and tyranny, the likes of which we have seen time and again in socialist countries around the world. I think it's pretty clear that he would lose. But it's more than just that. I think the Democrat Party had more to lose than losing the general election. It, if it goes on the record that the Democrat Party nominated an avowed acknowledged non-democrat but an independent socialist as its party's standard bearer it would go into the record for all eternity it would matter in 2024 it would matter in 28 and 32 and 36 and on down the line the democrats you're serious why would you become a Democrat? Why would you vote for the Democrats? These are the people that nominated a socialist to upend the entire history of this wonderful constitutional republic with its freedom and its capitalist economy and opportunity for all. 
This is the party that nominated a socialist. That would be a label that would, I think, damage them far more than just Bernie losing to Trump. And that's why they got all of their little heads together and they had themselves a little brainstorming session. What are we going to do? Bernie's steamrolling to the nomination. He's going to have a huge day on Super Tuesday and then it's going to be all over. He's going to come into the uh, into the convention in Milwaukee with a majority and we're going to be powerless to stop it. What can we do? And they threw the little ideas at the wall to see, to see which one stuck. And they said, we got to get Pete out. We got to get Amy out. We got to get everybody out uh, except for. Uh, um, um, uh, Joe Biden, and we got to get everybody behind Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is going to be the firewall. You know how South Carolina was the firewall for the Biden campaign? Biden is the firewall for the Democrat Party to stop them from being able or having to admit, yes, we nominated a socialist. So that's where we are. And now the question is, going into Super Tuesday today, who and what is the most dangerous for A, the Democratic Party, and B, For the United States of America, Biden or Bernie? We're back to the killer bees, but some of them have dropped off. Buttigieg Buttigieg dropped off. I am booting Bloomberg from the killer bee label. Now it's just killer bee Biden versus killer bee Bernie. And if you're wondering why I keep calling them killer bees, it's not just because their names start with B, but that is the obvious reference here, but they're all killers in one capacity or another. Americans will die at their hands if they are president in one way or another. With Bernie Sanders, because socialism kills 100 million around the world in the last century alone. With Joe Biden, whether it uh, be gun control, leaving people helpless and defenseless to get killed by uh, uh, people who are armed. With Joe Biden, because he said that, by the way, to Beto, to Robert Francis O'Rourke at their at their uh, event yesterday. said, you'll get the gun problem solved with me. He, he bragged all Bideny and braggadociously. Anyway, uh, abortion, women's rights uh, uh, to choose, et cetera, et cetera, even if it means killing their baby in the third trimester. Look, they're all killers in one way or another. They don't value life, the sanctity of life. They value themselves, and that's it. So the killer bees are now Biden and Bernie, and they're the only ones left. Warren should be out after today. Bloomberg. Should be, but probably won't, because he wants to make sure that every time you open your car door, you hear a Bloomberg ad. Every time you turn your phone on, you hear a Bloomberg ad. Every time you open your laptop, you hear a Bloomberg ad. He's probably going to stay in it because he can afford to. But this is a two-man race now. And my question to you, right here on AM 1420, the answer this morning, particularly for the first hour, because we are guest-free, is which of the two is the most dangerous to beat Donald Trump and the most dangerous for the United States, Biden or Bernie? Hit me up, 216-901-0945, Love to hear from you on AM 1420, The Answer. DJ Derek got it right. He said, coming into the segment, I've got the perfect song for Joe Biden. Holy goodness, is that appropriate. Did you hear the latest? 
Joe Biden attempting the preamble, or at least a portion of it, the preamble to the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. That wasn't long after uh, talking about the importance of Super Thursday. <laughs> Super Joe Biden is as old as. As you know, I, I don't know. I think he was around uh, to caucus uh, in 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 the first election. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not saying he's old, but he's old, and and he's been around us a lot longer than the rest of us. Super Tuesday, Super Tuesday is is known by. I mean, my kids, well, my daughter certainly, but my everybody knows what Super Tuesday is. Nobody's ever mistaken the day for a Thursday. Super Tuesday is always known as the biggest day on the primary calendar, and he talked about Super Thursday. And all men are are are. Uh, 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 we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. All men and we women these are created by you know the thing, the thing, the thing. Of course, whatever the man. I swear to you, this is what's really crazy to me. The gaff machine that is Joe Biden has only gotten worse. I mean, it has been ramped up by a factor of 10 in the course of the last few months, right? And I don't know if it's nervousness or frustration or anger or whatever because of his flagging poll numbers. He started this race as the front runner, got lapped quickly by Bernie, finished terribly in Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada. But I don't know what it is. But he's always been a gaff machine. He's always been a bumbling, fumbling speaker who says ridiculous things, like 150 million people in America were killed by gun violence in the last 10 years. That's half the population. Saying things like, uh, I'm Joe Biden, and I'm running for the United States Senate, and I'm asking for your vote, and if you don't like me, vote for the other Biden. I, the guy has been a gaff machine forever, but it has ramped up so much in recent weeks and months. And after he says and sounds like a guy who's suffering potentially from early onset dementia, he's picking up endorsements left and right. What that Joe Biden has done or said would inspire moderate Democrats to step out of the race and endorse this guy who sounds like he's just, you know, a a fry or too short of a Happy Meal. And it has to be something the DNC promised them. Todd is in Cleveland on uh, AM 1420, The Answer. Bernie or Biden? Who's the most dangerous, Todd? Yo, Bob. Um, to the to the Trump election, to Trump's ability to try to get elected, Biden's yeah. the most dangerous. To the country, Bernie's telling people a dream that he shouldn't even want to come true. Uh, Bernie, Bern, the, the thought of trying to get free tuition for all the taxpayer-funded public colleges in this country is absurd, man. If you just look at the um, money that Ohio State University comes in, brings in on tuition every year, yeah. and say that the taxpayer has to pay for all of that, and then t- take as many public schools <laughs> from K-12 through 12 or pre-K-12, through 12, just in that general area, and compare what that tuition money could do for those schools, once you add them all up to add up to whatever the amount is of the tuition for Ohio State. Yeah. And then say, no, nah, we're just gonna give we're just gonna give it to Ohio State, and Ohio State's doing just fine without that kind of help. That's absurd, man. If people if people were more prepared, were better at preparing the children on the whole for school pre K through twelve, you know, 
and then preparing. And, and that's you know. just one element of it, though, when you talk yeah. about those costs. Todd, that's just one element. And i got to jet. Thanks for the call. There's also, of course, the Medicare for All, including anybody and everybody who comes into this country illegally. You are automatically on the A, free college track. You get free college, too, because you're here. And B, we will take care of all of your health needs. Free for you, not for me, just free for them. Because we have to surrender 40, 50, 60% of our paychecks to pay for all of that. Our taxes will pay. So, yeah, you're 100% right. He would be more dangerous from the, for the country. But if since he isn't the, quote-unquote, bigger threat to beat Donald Trump, though, doesn't that make Biden the bigger threat to the country? Because he was, if he's a bigger threat to win the presidency, then he can indeed impact the country more than Bernie could. So I, I do understand your point. David and Amherst, which is the bigger threat, David, Bernie or Biden? Well, I, I, I kind of have to agree that I think it's Biden. And, and, I, and my thinking kind of goes along the line of what you had just said. Um, if, in fact, Biden wins, uh, he's going to likely, if we get a good batch of Republicans out there voting, if we get enough voter participation, I think Biden loses without any doubt. But what, the reason why I would rather see um, uh, rather see it go the other way is because if Bernie runs and gets soundly defeated, maybe it will just push this whole thing about socialism back down the road for another couple of decades, as as you had kind of alluded to earlier. So uh, so so I guess that's what my answer is. Although I do want to make one little comment about sure. Biden. Um, a lot of people don't realize that in his childhood and for most of his life, Joe Biden has been a stutterer. And and that is, I think, part of what his frustration is in his speaking thing is the fact that he has a tendency to try. He's done a very good job of overcoming his stuttering. But and I think it has exacerbated some of his gaps. But. And maybe that's part of that frustration you were saying. Gee was I don't know what it is that is causing him to have these problems. I, uh, listen, um, I knew about the stutter in his younger years. I did, David. And i got to run for the news. Thanks, my friend. I, I do know about that, but I don't hear somebody making trying to slow down his his speech so that he can speak more clearly without a stutter. I don't hear that at all. I hear a guy who just, his mouth moves faster than his brain. I hear a guy who just doesn't think and and prepare and plan what he wants to say before it comes out of his mouth. He just blurts things out, has no concept of how they're going to sound. The stutter didn't make him tell the corn pop story. A stutter didn't make him tell the uh, uh, tell the uh, uh, leg hair story, where I the children love to rub my leg hair and then bounce in my lap, and I love children bouncing on my lap. Uh, a stutter didn't make him say Super Thursday. A stutter didn't make him not know the preamble to the declaration. And most people probably can't quote it word for word, but most people wouldn't stand up and try to then without thinking. I think it's a thought problem with him, not a stutter problem. But I do appreciate your point of view. Thank you, my friend. 931 News Time now, back after.
all men and women created by go you know the you know the thing again we hold these truths to be self-evident all men and women created by go you know the you know the thing I am uh, working on uh, getting a montage put together, um, or I just may have to steal Hugh Hewitt's from this morning of the of the, the not just the overall gaffes from an entire career, thirty six years in the Senate, et cetera, but over the course of just the last few months, it's gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. It's really become quite frankly embarrassing. I think some are suggesting that it's almost cruelty to the elderly to continue to throw this obviously uh let's just say less than 100% mental capacity 70 uh 77 year old man uh, out there the way they, they are to continue to be embarrassed to continue to struggle to find coherent thoughts and string sentences together it's kind of embarrassing it really is uh, i'm going to go back to the phones but before i do and my question to you of course is who is the biggest threat to this republic and that would mean i think you have to consider both winning the general election over donald trump and if they were to win the election and become president of the United States, uh, an attempt to essentially unseat, uh, not unseat, that's the wrong word, an attempt, an attempt if they are the president of the United States to essentially deconstruct, maybe is a better, better word, the uh, principles upon which this great nation was founded. Who's a bigger threat, Biden or Bernie? So that's my question. But before I answer it, or excuse me, before I ask you to answer it, I do want to pay attention to one of the other killer bees, and that would be Bloomberg. Now, he's less of a factor now, unless his money buys his way in. Uh, yet again, um, I just opened my wallet, by the way, and heard a Bloomberg ad. Uh, so Bloomberg is uh, was at doing a town hall yesterday, and this was fantastic. He was in Manassas, Virginia, last night. And he was, of course, talking about gun control, pushing for more gun control. When an audience member decided to say, you know, Mr. Mayor, Mayor Bloomberg, I see that there's something a little bit hypocritical about your stance on gun control and your security detail. This was spectacular. Question: This one's from Clark. Clark is a Gabbard supporter. Go ahead, Clark. How do you justify how do you justify pushing for more gun control when you have an armed security detail that is likely equipped with the same firearms and magazines that you seek to ban the common citizen from owning? Does your life matter more than mine or my family's or these people's? Uh, Does your life matter more than mine or my family or these people's? And the answer before I play Bloomberg's Bloomberg's response is from every gun control demon rat in America? The answer is yes. Do you think that Hillary Clinton thinks your life is as valuable as hers? She will have her armed security detail carrying automatic, fully automatic weapons, not what these idiots think uh, is an automatic weapon. They think an AR-15 is an automatic weapon. She'll have them outfitted with M16s or AK47s or anything else that she can find. She will she will have automatic weapons, she will have long range weapons. She will have her team protecting her valuable life with everything that they've got. Fully auto semi auto doesn't matter. But she will tell you you can't have guns. You can't be trusted. Same thing with Biden, same thing with all of them. The answer is yes, they think their lives are worth more than yours, sir. Now let's hear what Bloomberg actually said. Look, I probably get 40 or 50 threats every week, okay? And some of them are real. 
That just happens when you're the mayor of New York City or you're very wealthy and if you're campaigning for president of the United States, you get lots of threats. Okay. Just so that we are clear, Michael Bloomberg says your ability to own guns to protect yourself should be contingent upon the number of threats that you get. So now, when somebody goes to purchase a a, a firearm legally, now we're going to have to fill out questionnaires. How many threats do you get a week? How many break-ins have you already suffered? How many many, uh, uh, times have you been accosted in public? Are you wealthy? Because Mike Bloomberg says that, well, I get a lot of threats. So I have to have armed security. And it happens when you're the mayor or when you're wealthy. So now, the Second Amendment will only apply to elitist. And I'm sorry, I just, I, I'm getting a little bit frustrated here. I'm, I'm, I'll hold it in. I was about to use a word that is questionable. But elitist blanks, like Mike Bloomberg, who think that their lives literally are more valuable than yours. And they're going to measure it based on whether or not they're public people and whether or not they get threats and whether or not they're wealthy. You peon factory worker in my audience, you nobody postal carrier, you the, the, the accountant over there, and you, you, you you're, a, you're a waitress. When's the last time you got threatened? As if As if we're supposed to wait to be accosted before we get our firearms. The idea of a firearm, Mayor Mini Mike, is to be able to protect yourself from what you haven't yet experienced. Think of a weapon as insurance. You hope you never have to use your car insurance. You hope you're never in an accident, but you have it. Well, first of all, it's a law, but you have it just in case. You don't wait until after the crash to get the insurance, and you don't wait until your your home is invaded to get your firearm. You don't wait until you're accosted. You don't wait until you happen to be in a public place and a a public shooting happens. You don't wait. You have it as insurance in case it's needed. And you don't have to be rich, and you don't have to be a mayor, and you don't have to get 40 to 50 uh, threats a week in order to take advantage of Second Amendment rights. So I have a security detail. I pay for it all myself. and um, well, well, we'll pay for our own guns ourselves, too. Mike? You know, they're, they're all retired police officers who are very well trained in firearms. Let me talk about firearms for a second. And guess what? No, let's not, because you've already answered your question, or the question. You've already answered. My life is a little bit more at risk. My life is a little bit more worth protecting. So I've got former police officers, retired police officers, very well trained, who are armed to the teeth, and they will protect me. You, you don't deserve such protections. You aren't a former mayor. You're not getting 40 or 50 threats a week. And by the way, I bet that is exaggerated by probably probably four or five times. Might get four or five threats a week, so that's probably ten times exaggerated if I do my math. Maybe four or five, but whatever. Uh, the bottom line is people don't threaten. It, it, I can't speak with 100% universal truth here, but it, take a look at who does the, the nut job type shootings at, at, uh, at politicians. Take a look at who they are. Take a look at the guy who shot, the Bernie supporter shot Steve Scalise and shot up the Republican field. And I'm not saying they shouldn't take threats seriously, but come on. 
the idea that you are being threatened all the time by right-wingers or Trump supporters who fear you, you're not that important, Mike. You really, you really are not. Let's go back to the phones now. 216-901-0945. Fortunately, he'll be a distant memory, I think, uh, after today. I think Mike Bloomberg will get blown out in uh, Super Tuesday voting today, and his campaign will essentially be over. Uh, Kenny is in LaGrange on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Kenny, how are you? I'm doing good, Bob. Thank you very much. Uh, at the present Bernie time, or Biden? At the present time, I think Bernie's going to be the bigger threat because the man is an avowed socialist slash communist, and... Uh, the things he's talking about as far as uh, imposing socialism on the people of the United States is all designed to garner votes. It's what he's not talking about that bothers me. And, well, I, you know, as far as uh, government control of every, every aspect of your life, uh, he hasn't really delved into the issue of firearms that much. He's, he's throwing out the free college, the free education, the free health care, that's all designed to bring the vote into his back pocket. It's the, no other aspects of, the other aspects of socialism is, is what bothers me, and he's not talking about those aspects. You know, millions of people around the world have died at the hands of socialists. We know this. Uh, part two of this, this equation is the fact that he doesn't run on the socialist ticket. He doesn't have what it takes to tell the people, I am an avowed socialist, that come out little bits and pieces why doesn't he run on the socialist ticket? Well, I think. He, well, first of first of all, you know, in order to win the presidency, as you know, third parties have no chance. Whether there's an actual socialist party, you know, ticket put out there, you, if you're going to win, you're going to have to be Democrat or Republican. So that's why he caucuses with Democrats. That's why he votes with Democrats ninety five percent of the time in the Senate. Uh, so he's 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 in the right place to run, and he has, of course, indeed announced his socialism. He just tries to throw the modifier Democratic in front of it, which makes it an oxymoron because there's no such thing. I had a right. caller bring this up yesterday. There's no such right. thing as Democratic um, uh, confiscation. There's no such thing is democratic uh, uh, appar- uh or a censorship of free speech those things are not you know th- those things don't go together you're either socialist or you're democratic or you are uh, uh in- you are uh, embrace liberty you embrace constitutional liberties you can't be both so he tries to throw the one modifier in front of what it really is but he does say that he is a socialist but the, the, the third part uh, uh you're absolutely right the third mm-hmm. the third part of this equation at least from my point of view is who's going to be his running mate. That's the part that scares the bejesus out of me, because this man is 78 years old. He's already had a heart attack. I'm not saying he's going to keel over in his oatmeal tomorrow morning, but I don't think he's going to be around much longer. I would say the same thing about Biden, because you heard Biden say, again, in in another verbal fart uh, of his, uh, he he essentially, in a brain fart, I mean, he essentially said, yeah, I probably won't serve a second term, uh, you know, because he knows his age, he knows his condition, and he's going to make sure that, you know, he says if he's not viable or he's not whatever, I can't remember the exact words that he used, that he will not run for a second term. So his vice presidential choice is going to be huge. And the same thing with Bernie, and I think I know what Bernie's is going to be. Who's the one candidate on all those debate stages, Kenny, that never criticized Bernie Sanders? Uh Geez, I want to say would 
Buttigieg? No, 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 no. Buttigieg criticized him all the time, said he's a socialist and he can't win. No, Liz but, Warren. But he, Liz Warren is the only one who never criticized yeah. Bernie in those debates that I saw. And I haven't read anything where there's a, a spat or a feud or a disagreement between. The only thing that they have fought about between Bernie and Elizabeth Warren is that Liz won't come out and say how all of her stuff is going to be paid for. And Bernie does offer that, saying, admitting that, yes, we're going to raise your taxes on the middle class, et cetera. But their goals are one and the same, free everything. And that's why she has been very, very muted in her criticism of Bernie. I can very much see a Bernie Warren ticket, which, of course, gives them the idea uh, and the benefit of being able to say, if Bernie doesn't serve two terms, or even if he does, the next man up is the next woman up. And, of course, now we get back into the history uh, making of a first female president. So I think Elizabeth Warren is probably the inside favorite once she suspends her campaign. She will not endorse Biden. She will endorse Bernie and hope for that ticket. Or that spot on the ticket. Well, I hope to God you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know, because she's so unlikable, it might make them even easier to beat <laughs> than, well, than they are with just socialist birdie at the top of the thing. Uh, Kenny okay, Case, my friend. Uh, Pre- you got to appreciate the phone call. It's 950. Let's get more calls right after this. AM 1420, the answer. A couple of months ago, I had a uh, guest on by the name of Daniel DiMartino. He uh, was born in Venezuela survived Venezuela in some of the most horrific socialist conditions you can imagine. He's now a student in the United States, so he's a Venezuelan expat, and he sounded the alarm on what is waiting for us if we choose to go in a socialist direction by allowing the likes of Bernie Sanders and his uh, number one supporter in Congress, Alexandria Damasio-Cortez. Uh, and, and you know, it, it, it's staggering. Well, Daniel DiMartino came out of the air and sh- told me that when Bernie started winning these early primaries, I replayed Daniel DiMartino so you could really hear the warning. And now his voice is getting an even bigger platform. He was on Fox and Friends telling you what you need to be aware of if you start thinking that Bernie Sanders should lead this country down the socialist uh, hellhole. Your impression of the rise of socialism on the left in this country? I was I was really shocked when when I saw when I came to the United States less than four years ago how. The Democratic Party went from a party that was supposed to be moderate, right, to a party that embraced the ideas that I fled from. And that's what pushed me to speak up against socialism and to write this op-ed that told the story of my grandfather, right, that Venezuela in the 1950s was a country that received millions of immigrants from all over the world, such as my grandfather, that was prosperous, where people even without education could get a job and prosper, and how slowly but surely socialism destroyed it and turned it into what it is today. How? What went haywire, other than the obvious? Right. So Venezuelan selected people, uh, starting when we got democracy, that started implementing overburdening business regulation, that imposed price controls, that nationalized businesses. And while uh, at the end of the 20th century we reformed many things and we were still a prosperous country, by the time when Venezuelan selected Chavez in 1998, that's when Chavez started implementing what Bernie Sanders talks about, right? Government uh, provided housing, government provided free college, free health care, free everything, mm. food, electricity, and that bankrupt our nation. Do you see our country going in that direction, too? I think that many Americans are being deceived in that direction. 
But unlike Venezuela, uh, the United States has something that w we didn't have. That's, that is a huge movement that wants to protect the Constitution and defend the history that this country was built upon, right? Which is a history of freedom. It is a history of emancipation, of independence. And uh, I think that what we need to do to counter this wave of socialism is to present a bold free market proposal. While Republican politicians are right to attack socialism, they're just defending the status quo. And we need more than defending the status mm -hmm. quo. We need to present free market proposals for health care, college and health care and, and housing yep. so that we don't have the socialists having the, right. the advantage here. You heard a man who grew up in the socialist nation, particularly in 1998. I thought it was huge that he just said, in 1998, Hugo Chavez in Venezuela began what Bernie Sanders is talking about here. In 1998, Chavez was the Venezuelan Bernie Sanders, or Bernie Sanders is the 2020 Hugo Chavez for the United States. I want you to consider that. That's Daniel DiMartino. Um, Sue is in Sheffield next on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Sue, go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Um, Good, well, number one, you are my Rush Limbaugh in the morning to listen to, by the way. Oh, that's very <laughs> number, kind of you. Thank you. Uh, number two, Bernie Biden equally destructive. One's an open socialist, the other one's a closet socialist. And number three, I don't think Warren, will, they will let Warren out of the election. She's the spoiler to the burn, and they're going to keep her in even after Super Tuesday. That's my prediction. That's it. I don't th but I don't think she can, though, Sue, because she's not going to have the money to keep up this fight after today. Her her, her contributions, her campaign donations are going to start to dwindle uh, if she finishes terribly in the, mo the, the majority of these 14 states today, and I think she will. So I think she's not going to be able to stay in the race, and, there, and she's going she's gonna to do what I think she believes in, and that is she's going to say, look, I'm socialist, uh, and the only guy with close to uh, you know my beliefs and wh who wants to do what I want to do is Bernie, and I think she's going to want to jump on his uh especially here's the thing two things have to happen today number one elizabeth warren has to do very poorly which i think she will and number two bernie has to win a, a vast majority if bernie wins the most delegates today and really kind of uh and according to most of the polling he will he will do better than biden if bernie looks like he's gonna be the guy and Elizabeth Warren runs out of money, she's going to try to jump on his coattails and say, put me on your ticket. I will, uh, you know, together our message will be amazing, and then, of course, I'll be positioned uh, to take over whenever it is that you're done. Okay. And Bernie would like that. Bernie would like that because nobody else, I don't know, who, yeah, I mean, who's, oh, gonna, I know who's he going to choose? Yeah, who, who else would be willing to go on his ticket? Think about it from that standpoint. Who, AOC would, but she's too young. She can't because she's, what, 30, and uh -huh. you got to be at least 35. So, you know, she, she he's going to have a hard time finding somebody who shares his vision truly of a full-on socialist government uh, running everything uh, country, and I think uh, I think Bernie would look to her in a heartbeat. Okay, we'll find out tomorrow. Yes, we will. Uh, well, maybe not exactly tomorrow, but today, the results today, you're right, will tell oh, us a lot. Be and we'll it'll, see. Be, it'll be within yeah. a week we'll find out. Within That's a week, it, bingo. I think you're right. I think maybe even by the end of this week, we might know. I, I think if she does poorly, she will probably drop out by the end of the week, and then Bernie, of course, will be free to kind of uh, uh, you know start setting setting up his, his ticket. Thank you, Sue, for the great phone call. I appreciate it. It's 10 o'clock. If you're on hold, I apologize. It's going to be a little bit because it's Tuesday, and you know what Tuesday is? Tuesday is cursing our day. Peter joins us next on AM 1420, The Answer.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.